The Rambam says in Perik Vov in Perik Zayin Alocha Yud Gimel, Mitzvat Lulav Lihinatel Biyom Harishon Shel Chag Bilvad Bechol Makom Bechol Zman. The mitzvah of lulav is on the first day of Sukkot only, everywhere in the world and at any time in history. Vafilu b'Shabbat and technically even on Shabbos. Uvemikdash levadon otlimoto bechol yom v'yom yeshivat yemei hachag, and and only on on in the base hamikdash itself is it do we bring the, the lulav every day of the yom tiv shneema usamachtem v'samachtem lifnei Hashem alekichem shivat yamim and you should be happy before Hashem which means with the lulav for seven days but but for the rest of the world outside of the base hamikdash ulekachtem lachem b'yom harishon it says only on the first day you take the lulav and that's the the main, uh, the, the main halacha according to the Torah. Um, the source of the of the Rambam is our Mishnah on Daf Memalaf and Modalaf. In the beginning, the mitzvah of lulav was only on the first day, and in the rest of the world, it was it was it was all seven days, and in the rest of the world, it was only one day. But after the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai introduced the law, that the Lulav should be used all seven days of Yom Tov in memory of the, of the Beis Hamikdash, Zechel Mikdash. So Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was the first generation of Tanaim. He was a Talmud of Hillel. So that his, he bridges, we've often talked about the importance of those personalities that bridge eras. So Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai bridges the period of the Zugot, uh, which is pre-Tanaic, and, uh, and he's the first generation of Tanaim, who also spans the period of the Beis HaMikdash, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, and the period after the Beis HaMikdash. So Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai is, is really important for us. He was born around the year 50 or so um, CE, and, and he lived for 120 years. A, a little while ago, we had reference to him. He lived 120 years. The first 40 years, he, he did business. He made a living. The second 40 years, he learned Torah. And the third 40 years, he taught, he taught Torah. So he's the one who in, instituted this idea that, that even outside of the Beis Hamikdash, we, bring the, we use the Lulav seven days of Yom Tif. So that we need to know when the, the second day of Sukkot, when we take our Lulav and Esrog, what we're being Mekayim is the Takone of Rabbi, Loz, of, of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. He made a second law, that on the second day of Pesach, which is the 16th of Nisan, you can't eat Chadash, which is, the, um, which is new wheat, which is, had not yet taken, taken root uh, before the previous Pesach. You cannot use the new wheat um, until the end of the first day. Normally, in the time of the Beit Hamikdash, once the korban Omer was brought, once the Omer sacrifice was brought on the second day of Pesach, even if it was at 10 o'clock in the morning that it was brought, then from 10 o'clock in the morning you could already eat the new wheat. But once the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed, he instituted that although technically without a Beit Hamikdash you can eat the new wheat from sunrise, he instituted that it should, you shouldn't be able to eat the new wheat the entire day, until the next day. So those are two takanot that uh, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zaka instituted. We have to look at what's the connection between these two takanot. Um, the, he, he made many takanot, and they're listed in, in, in Rosh Hashanah, Daf Lamed. Uh, 
and, and we're going to see why are these two, two tachanot not connected. So the Gemara goes on to say an interesting question. How do we know that you make a Zechel Mikdash? Which is a strange question. Why shouldn't you make a Zechel Mikdash to, to remember the Beis Mikdash? When people leave a, a part of their wall unplastered, that's a Zechel Churban. We, we, we have things that are Zechel Mikdash. Why is the Gemara so amazed? So it must be because Rabbi Yochan is not just saying Zechel Mikdash, he's instituting a law. He's actually extending the practice of Lulav and Esrei over the whole of, of Sukkot. He's, so it's almost like a Baltosif. He's adding to the Torah, it would seem. Strictly speaking, outside of the Beis HaMikdash, we only use the Lulav and Esrei one day. But he, by extending it, is adding to the Torah, is adding to the mitzvah. On what basis does he do it? He does it on the basis of Zechel and Mikdash. Ask the Gemara, where do we know from that Zechel and Mikdash is so important that you can do that? That's a verse in Yirmiyahu, and I translate it on the on the, the sheet. But I will bring healing to you and cure you of your wounds, declares Hashem. For rejected one they called you, Tzion, whom no one studies. Now, I've translated the word Doresh as studies, that most people don't translate it that way, but Doresh is from Drosha. Nobody's giving Droshas about Tzion, Hashem says. Nobody's giving sermons about Tzion. Nobody's writing poetry about Tzion. Nobody's, the Tzion has become irrelevant. Um, and, and it's important for that that that's the word of the meaning Doresh, because that's where Rabbi Yochanan says we learn from that, that you do a zechel, a zechel mikdash. Why? Because the Pasuk says, Yimiyahu says, Doresh ain't la, terrible thing. There's no Doresh. Nobody's darshaning. Nobody's giving drashot and shiurim about Zion. Michlal So you see from here is that this is a concept that should be talked about. Zion should be talked about. So what Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai does is he institutes seven days of Lulav and Esrog for Sukkot, not just one day. So now, now there'll be conversation. Come Sukkot, everybody's carrying, we're using the Lulav seven days, but it says, Surely somebody will ask in Shul. It says, Why are we doing it every day? And the answer is, because in Yerushalayim, in the Beis Hamikdash, they used to do it all seven days. And that way we bring the Beis Hamikdash into our practice of Sukkot every year, so that we don't forget. It, it, it becomes something to darshan. We talk about it, we learn about it, we give shiurim about it. It's not just putting up a plaque, Zechel, Zechel Mikdash, or, or just to say it, or to sing Imeshkachech Yerushalayim. That's not what we do. We actually incorporate it into our halachic practice so as to compel us to confront the issue that we don't have a Beis Mikdash, that we no longer have a Beis Mikdash. That's where we learn it from. And what about this, this 16th of, of Nisan? Says the Gemara, my timer. Why, why did Rabbi Yochan ben Zakeh institute this law? Says Rabbi Yochan ben Zakeh, there could be a terrible problem. It's true that technically, without the Beit HaMikdash, you're allowed to eat Chadash from sunrise on the 16th. So year after year, we're going to do that. We're going to eat Chadash on sunrise on the 16th. We won't know the reason why. And then all of a sudden, the Beit HaMikdash will be rebuilt, and people will think, they won't realize that that was only when there wasn't a Beit HaMikdash. 
But now that we have a Beis HaMikdash, we're not allowed to eat it until the Korban is brought. So to avoid that mistake, Rabbi Yochum and Zaka said, we'll just, even, even nowadays we won't eat Chodosh the entire day. Those are the two. Tosfus asks, why are these two brought? There are so many different cases um, that are brought in, in, in Gemara Rosh Hashanah of Rabbi Yochum and Zaka's Takanot. And in Menachot says, um, says Tosfus, on Daf Samaches, the, the second case is brought, the second Takana, that we can't eat Chodosh the whole of the 16th of Nisan. That one is mentioned, but he doesn't mention the Lulav one, about seven days of, of, of Sukkot. So why here are the two linked? What, what is it about that? And Tosfus leaves it with a question. Tosfus doesn't answer it. There's a very, a very beautiful insight in, into that. There was a place, there still is a place in Poland called Shatsovin, Shatsavonich, uh, which is a beautiful resort town. And, and they have baths, they have these kind of spring waters and things. It was a place that people used to go to, to heal and to refresh and, and themselves and so on. One of the people who used to go there regularly was the Briskorov, Ravel Vosolovechik, used to go to, um, to Chavonich. And he used to uh, spend some time there. Uh, and, and many Gedolim used to go there and they used to talk to each other. That was places where they met because normally they lived in different towns. They didn't see each other that often. But there they would, uh, at, at, at such, such a Chovnish, they would see each other. And one of the other that used to go there was the family of the Geira Rebbe. The Geira Rebbe also used to vacation there. And one day, the, um, the, the, the story is brought in a, a, a book of uh, uh, about the Imre Emes. The Imre Emes was the son of the Sfas Emes, the second major Geira Rebbe. Although the Geira dynasty actually started earlier with the Kotzke Rebbe and even before that with Pshischa and even before that, but it really became an institution with Sfas Emes. And then at the turn of the 20th century, the Imre Emes was the, um, was the Rebbe and after him was the Beis Yisrael who I met. The Beis Yisrael is in our, was in our times. He died in the 70s. Um, and the Imre, uh, the, uh, this book is written by Rabbi Ramordechai Segel, who's a rov in Israel, wrote this biography of the Imre Emes. And in it, he tells the story that uh, one such vacation, the Briskorov was going on a walk with the brother of the Imre Emes. And what do they talk about? They talk about Torah. And what did the Briskorov talk about? He brought, talked about this Mishnah and the Tosfus. He says, it's a strange thing that Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai, the Mishnah brings these two takanot of, of Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai. Tosfus asks, why these two? And Tosfus doesn't answer. And the uh, Imreemis answers very beautifully. He said, the first thing that Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai did was, he fixed the idea of the lulav and he made it that we use the lulav all seven days of, of Yom Tif other than Shabbos. That's what he did. The people became very depressed. In Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai's time, really, remember, this is in the time of the destruction. Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai lived in the time of the destruction. And the, um, uh, by the way, this, this animated, it's not really an animated, it's a very brilliantly done movie about how the Sinas Chinam caused the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. It's in the movie houses at the moment here, called Legend of Destruction. Um, and there's a lot of accuracy, and it's based on Chazal, some of it not, some of it a bit artistically exaggerated. And Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is a key figure in the movie, treated very bad. I mean, he's, that's the one part that is totally not, if you know anything about Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, it wasn't that character. Um, 
But anyway, he did live in the time of the Churban, and he was active in the time of the Churban. And, and he instituted that Lulav and Esrog we should do all seven days for the reasons that the Gemara has discussed. The people became depressed. They thought, if you're making such a Takana, you're worried that people are going to forget, and they won't remember that in the Beis Hamikdash we used to do it all seven days, which means you're anticipating a long Golus. You're anticipating a very long exile, that we're going to be without the Beis Hamikdash for a long time. And they became very depressed. They became very upset. So Rabbi Yochim and Zakai instituted the second one. The second halacha is that what we, we, we want to be careful not to have Chodosh too early on the 16th of Nisan because when the Beis Hamikdash is rebuilt, we'll forget how to, how to keep that day properly. So the second Takana is about the, the second Beis Hamikdash. The first one is about the third Beis Hamikdash. The first one is, oh, we've lost the, the second Beis Hamikdash. We need a Zechel Mikdash. But the second takana is, but don't worry, we've also got to make takanot. We've also got to legislate and regulate to make sure that when the next base amikdash is rebuilt, we're ready for it and there are no distorted practices, there are no mistakes in the, in the way we keep the haloche at, at that time. And that's really interesting because it shows you the, the sensitivity of the Torah, of the Jewish people, to, to time. There, uh, many years, some years ago, it was about... 1999, 2000, I picked up a book in a bookshop that was life-changing for me. It was by a guy called Eckhart Tolle, called The Power of Now, which he's now become a celebrity, a global phenomenon, Eckhart Tolle, and that. But that, at that time, nobody knew him. It was it's the first time he'd just written a book. I just happened to pick it up. It was very important. And it was about how not to miss the, the present moment while you're worried about the past or you're thinking about the future. To be able to live in the present, he was one of the first popular New Age gurus that, that spoke about that concept. But it's, for the Jew, it's not entirely correct. For the Jew, yes, we live in the present, but the present, and this is so important to understand Jewishness, to understand Jewishness is the present moment incorporates all of the past and all of the future. We don't have a present moment that's distinguished from the past and the future. The present, the Sha'achat, the moment in which we live, includes everything. So the Jew is immensely conscious of our past. We're immensely, immensely conscious of the Beis Hamikdash and what it meant, and of the Torah and the Tanakh and the Mishnah and the Gemara and the Rishonim and the Achronim. It's all part of our identity in the present. We bring that into the present. And we're conscious and aware of the future. We understand the future. We're driven by the future. We know the future is pulling us towards it. So the present is not in the non-Jewish world. The present is this moment separated from past and future. And that's the area that the New Age philosophers are saying, focus on that present moment. Yes, but for the Jew, that present moment includes everything that was and everything that will be. That's what a present moment is. And we see that so clearly in these two Takanot of Ramin Yochum and Zakai. Don't forget the Beis Hamikdash. When you're living now, live with an awareness of how things were in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. Don't let that drift off into the into irrelevance. You, you don't want people to stop researching the time of the Beis Hamikdash, learning the time of the Beis Hamikdash, teaching the time of the Beis Hamikdash. You need roshes about the Beis Hamikdash. And also prepare for the next. Don't get completely wrapped up in the churban that you get depressed about the past. Also look forward to the future and prepare yourself for an inevitable unfolding of history and for the Geula HaKroiva, the Geula which will still come.